if we move in to the NFC side of things, this ended up being perhaps a closer game than many expected, certainly than the, the bookies expected. What was your take on the 49ers win over the Green Bay Packers? Okay, and I can't believe I'm saying this. The Packers were deeply unlucky. But then you break down what happened in the game. And you say, the Packers were unlucky. And all they needed to do was finish drives, hit their field goals, pick up the turnovers when they were, when they were presented to them, and not turn over the ball. You're like, well, that's actually how you win games, is by not doing those things. And the Niners kind of did that. Uh, they, they could feel a little bit unlucky at times, but they played very well. Um, in the sixty, well, in the eighty yards before they got to the red zone, generally, and then eventually Jordan Love kind of took over. But I did think that how we approached this on the pod, and we spent more time on this game than I think we've spent in a long time on any game, was that how the how we thought the Packers could win. And the one thing we said was, you spam the run early on, you get the first down. Aaron Jones, as far as I'm concerned, is currently probably the best running back in the league, and he's been outstanding. Um, you get your first downs with Aaron Jones. You keep pounding the ball until it's not working anymore and then you start with the play action with your two tight ends your two tight ends come in you line the linebackers come forward and you hit the seams wherever you can they kind of did that but they were doing it with wide receivers and it was working like for the most part it was working it just got to the red zone and things kind of stalled a bit bad game luck will ruin a game there's no denying that uh, i say that as someone that has the double doink tattooed on the back of my uh, skull um, not literally, but inside my head, it's it's something I imagine every time I think about any divisional playoff game. Um, and that did happen. Like, it was obviously windy and rainy, and they did struggle. I thought, generally, if I'm a Packers fan, once I've got over the loss, I'm feeling pretty confident about my team. I'm feeling a bit more confident about Joe Barry, who I thought put together a pretty decent defensive game plan. Christian McCaffrey is just going to Christian McCaffrey sometimes, and there's not much you can do about that. The one thing I'd say is, Bad time spring pressure and leave George Kittle one-on-one, that's a terrible idea. Don't ever do that again. But you live, you learn. I thought in general, the Packers played really well. Just the Niners capitalized on situations that were handed to them. Yeah, um, I suppose just on uh, Jones being the best uh, running back, um, in terms of purely running the ball, mm. perhaps, but Christian McCaffrey, again, yeah. the the difference uh, in in this one. Um, and I think there's a whole debate one could have in relation to, and we were kind of having it uh, last night amongst ourselves uh, with Connor and, and Brian about paying r- running backs. Uh, I think Christian McCaffrey is a unicorn. I, I don't know if anyone else um, elevates their, their team in the way that he does. Hmm. And on that, look, um, you know, I, I'm sure for, look, 49ers fans understandably delighted. They're going to their fourth uh, NFC Championship game in five seasons which is a testament to Kyle Shanahan and mm. the offense that Kyle Shanahan puts together but should they be concerned about just how poor Brock Purdy was last night because I uh, yeah and I know they'll point to the final drive but for the other 90% of the game he was really poor and he required his skill position players <laughs> Guys making unbelievable uh, catches, leaping catches, going down to scoop the ball off when it was, what, probably a third of an inch uh, from hit, from hitting the ground. He he just seemed to be all over the, the place. And 
I know that it, rain seems to be a factor when when Brock uh, you know has poor games. You go back to the Browns game, um, but are, am I over egging it in that, or it, are are like will other teams? And I'm particularly, I suppose, looking at the the Ravens in particular, and we've already seen him struggle. And that was very interesting at the end of that game. Um, because I know he had the medical issue, but ultimately they, they sat him. They let they let Sam Darnold in there. If one is to have any concerns for the, about the 49ers, or, or at least I'll talk personally and then I'll ask you your opinion. My concern is on Brock Purdy, right? Because I they have the best starters. Absolutely. They're incredible. And Christian McCaffrey elevates the game in a way that few other players, and certainly I don't know if anyone uh, on the offensive side... Um, outside of the QBs can do. Like, I, I think he takes the game, and I love Justin Jefferson. I think he's an incredible wide receiver, but he is not as dangerous a player as Christian McCaffrey because Christian McCaffrey comes at you uh, in all sorts of, of, of different ways. You don't know how to defend him. Um, and they are such a behemoth, and they have a fantastic defense. Um, but they're qu- it, it's like you can win. you can win with Brock Purdy, sure, but like, at, at what point does does it begin to become a, a real issue that you need everybody else to have such a good game and to make these ridiculous plays? And we don't know yet, as far as I know, around the status of Debo and if he is going to miss time. Am I over-egging my concerns around Brock Purdy? I don't think so. Um, I'm going to metaphorically duck for cover in a second from Niners fans that have been defending Brock all season. And he's a great, had a great season. Probably deserved to be in the MVP run because that's how it kind of works. But if I were to compare Brock Purdy's performance last night to any quarterback that I've kind of fallen in love with and understood that what I'm watching might not be necessarily healthy for my team, there was a lot of Mitch Trubisky in that performance last night. And it was one of those, oh my God, what's he done? What's he done? What's he done? Oh my God, what's he done? Oh, that's amazing. How do you do that? And there was a lot of that from Brock Purdy last night. Has that been the case all season? Probably not. He's he's a, he's a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. I genuinely believe that. I think Debo Samuel is an underrated story for this game. He missed several games this season. And of those games, they lost two of them. Uh, and he uh, had one catch in the other one. And they lost that game as well. So when they had their three-game losing streak... Two of those games were without Debo. Um, and then one was with Debo, but he only caught the ball once because I'm assuming that's when he got injured. I can't remember, but I'm, I'm pretty certain that's it. If I was to go back, and I probably will go back for the next game, if it looks like Debo's going to miss time and, and watch that. I think Debo is... Christian McCaffrey is the best player on, on the offense. I don't think there's any denying that, but Debo's the guy that unlocks everything, that lets you line up Christian McCaffrey at wide receiver, lets you kind of do Sheck on the outside as well. Let's you line up Kittle in a position where it looks like he might block, but no, he's actually going to run down the field, hit the seam. Let's you line up Debo in the backfield and then allows Brandon Ayuk to be Brandon Ayuk, who's one of the better wide receivers in the league. Debo is a Swiss army knife on this team in the same way that Christian McCaffrey is. And it's just not as accessible if you've only got one of them on the field at any one time. So I think Debo is a huge loss for the Niners. I kind of agree that, that I think Brock Purdy has to be quite good I think they've gone through enough quarterbacks that are bad to understand that there are certain quarterbacks that just don't understand the assignment 
Um, I think Brock Purdy's probably, this is, I'm going to duck for cover again in a second. Andy Dalton at his best is kind of where I would rank, rank him, which is kind of just like just on the outside of the top 10. Um, and I think if you go, as, who knows what will happen in the next game? I might completely change my mind. But currently, if the Niners were to play the Ravens in the Super Bowl, the difference would be the Ravens have Lamar Jackson and the Niners have Brock Purdy. And I think that is slightly concerning. So, yes, I don't, I don't think you're over-egging it at all. Um, I just don't know what they do about it. They're, they're so... They are locked into Brock Purdy because that means they can afford to pay Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Trent Williams, everyone on the defense as well that's playing particularly well. Where Fred Warner had an uncharacteristic game, I thought, last night. Um, because Brock Purdy's a seventh-round pick at the moment, and he's earning peanuts, and it means you can pay everyone else on this team uh, the money they they deserve. So at some point, you're going to get to a point where Brock Purdy's going to want paying, and you're going to have to make a decision as to whether he is the quarterback you want to pay, or whether you want to get someone in for a year where you kick the can down the road and um, make the and and pay them later on once you won your Super Bowl. I don't think I don't think you're overrating it at all, but they're locked in. Well, yeah, they are. For, look, and, and Brock, I think Brock Purdy is a. I think he he executes the Shanahan system really well, um, I, 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 but I just don't think he is in the when we talk about you know and we will get to what Mahomes can do, what Allen can do, what Lamar can do, what even Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud can do. I I just I don't think Purdy is in, and I think. It, that's why, to me, it was a little bit ridiculous when there was the MVP talk earlier yeah. uh, in in the season. I think he has Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is a cheat code. He he really is because he puts his players in, and that will be interesting to see. Uh, you know what what they ultimately do. And hey, they could win a Super Bowl. They absolutely mm. could. They're in the NFC Championship game. There's no reason this team can't. Um, and and that would change the conversation massively. Obviously. Um, you know, it, it, but if if he falls short, yes, it works right now. But is is it the case that Kyle Shanahan could put anyone in, and that and it doesn't seem to really matter? I don't know, but I definitely think that was the worst game I have seen Brock Purdy play mm. was last night against a Packers defense that you know wouldn't scare wouldn't scare too many people. I think the Packers have, have been you know. Um, a great story um, and, and I like their offensive pieces but I, I wonder if that um, defense is going to be kind of their Achilles heel and I suppose like reflecting on the the Packers season right they come it comes to an end but this is the team who came in they were moving off uh, you know um, they're kind of a, a legendary QB even if things had kind of ended on a sour note particularly last season they had a, this huge dead cap hit they had a, the, an unproven QB come in. They had really young offense. I know you're obviously a fan of a divisional rival and uh, all of that, but taking that hat off, how do you how do you think how do you or what do you believe the Packers should be feeling about their their team this morning? Because obviously they're they're going to have to get the contract done with Love, but I think he has proved he is a guy. Um, and, but they, they will look, you talked about it, like they could have won this game, perhaps should have won this game, but ultimately didn't win this game. But when they reflect on the season in a couple of days time, how, 
where where are things going to land and how they're feeling about the future? Now you got to feel pretty good about it, haven't you? Like they they were down and out about halfway through the season. Just it was not working. Um, they everyone had resigned them to not making the playoffs. That I distinctly remember all the podcasts talking. Well, the Packers are missing out in the playoffs in the same way the Bills as well, by the way. So you know, it, take it with a pinch of salt. I probably said it on the podcast at some point as well through smirks maybe that you can see because it's uh, it's an audio only pod but um i i think if i'm a packers fan i'm feeling incredibly optimistic about this team they've got the young pieces working i think joe barry got better at the end of the season i think he deserves a little bit of credit not a ton of credit and i think he you should like assess how well he's done throughout the season and wonder whether he has many more of those carolina panthers games in him but I, I do think he got better as the season went on. I think the defensive piece, pieces got better. Um, I think it's an area they need to improve. And I think you need to bolster the offensive line with some depth. By the way, shout out to Luke Butkus, the um, offensive line coach for the Green Bay Packers. Um, he's done an outstanding job like the last couple of years. He was uh, assistant coach a couple of years ago. And now he's taken over. And he's taken over a team that doesn't have any of the big names that they had those years that many years ago. And he's done an amazing job. So Luke, you're, you're you're betraying us, man. But 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 whatever. You, it's it's working. So I'm I'm happy for you. Um, I think Jordan Love is the real deal. He's he's an outstanding quarterback. Um, Aaron Jones thinks got another couple of years in him before they inevitably find someone that runs the ball as well as him. And then they've got this selection of wide receivers that just it just happens. It's, I'm just used to it. That's I'm I'm the perfect person to talk about it because I've seen my team just get stomped all over by the Packers repeatedly for the last two decades. So. Um, three decades but um it's i i think that they're, they're very good talent evaluators and they've done that already and maybe we're beginning to dis discover that the problem with the wide receivers wasn't the wide receivers and maybe it was the current quarterback that couldn't get on with the new young wide receivers that he was having issues with maybe jordan love mixed with them is just they keep talking about how there's no obstacles in the way anymore and i think we all know what they're talking about as well which is is that there is uh, their previous obstacle now plays in green for another team. So um, I, I think they got it together. The defense, I think, will get better. You've got to have a conversation about Joe Barry, but at the same time, it just seems to kind of work. Linebackers would be where I would look at improving, but they tried that. Clay Walker's been a bit disappointing. Uh, and as a run-stuffing team, I think they could probably improve as well. And you've got to look at the front seven of that defense and think, think where you can improve. But equally... They're young. They're not paying anyone a massive amount of money at the moment. I'd imagine Jordan Love will be paid a much bigger contract at some point. Aside from that, you've got to think of the young weapons they've got. The two tight ends are outstanding, both Craft and I'm terrible with names. Who's the other word? Who's the other tight end for the Packers? That's the the, the big famous Musgrave. Musgrave. Good lord. Yes. Yeah. So the two of them are playing outstanding football. The wide receivers are really well. Good. Uh, Melton has come into his own in the playoffs. It feels like. Uh, he's played really, really well as well. I think they should feel confident. That being said, they're a division with the, and I can't believe I'm saying this, the Lions, who uh, who look outstanding at the moment, and the Vikings, who will probably improve depending on what they do at quarterback, and the Bears, who have strong shoulders and holding everyone up, I'd imagine. So, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it, I think it's exciting for the Packers, and I think we can look forward to a fun rivalry between the Lions. So, yeah. One one thing just on the Packers finally that I heard mentioned, I think on 
the Bill Barnwell podcast during the week that kind of was interesting and kind of hasn't been dis- discussed. I hadn't heard discussed outside of that, but the the deal they did with Jordan Love, right, was interesting because essentially they they decided that they weren't going to pick up the fifth year option, yeah. right? They didn't want to give the guaranteed money because if you're drafted in the the first round, that fifth year option, if it gets picked up, that's guaranteed money, um, and instead. They kind of reworked a, a deal, which lowered the guaranteed money considerably. It gave Jordan Love thirteen million, um, in in his fifth year, which is next year. Um, but the potential to earn up to I think I think it was twenty two point five. Yeah. Um, whereas he would have been in and around twenty on the guaranteed money, so about two and a half million more. Now that's an interesting one in that. Um, they were by not picking up. They were kind of saying, oh, "We don't know." Um, and Jordan Love was by signing it was essentially, you know, he was saying, "Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm backing myself, but also I'm recognizing that the team aren't kind of, um, you know, aren't believing in me." Now, I look. Jordan Love is is incredible, and they are they're going to sign him to a long term deal, and. It won't get talked about at that point, right? And it'll always be, we always believed in Jordan and he'll say, oh, I know know the team always believed in me. But is that not a little bit interesting that they kind of reworked that deal? Because it is really unusual. Like we have seen before teams not necessarily pick up the fifth year option and then kind of look to get get something done ultimately at the end. Gareth Bowles is is an example with the the Broncos. Um, But the fact that the Packers kind of got ahead of that um, I mean, it's a masterstroke by by them because you know they've, in ways, you know, once once again they they ensured that it was a team friendly deal, which yeah. they he appeared to be almost uh, uniquely qualified in doing. Yeah, it's crazy. So they they will play Jordan Love uh, next year in terms of cap space. They are currently over the cap, according to overthecap.com, which is the best website, the most useful website. In the world, I love it. I could spend hours just looking at like different cap scenarios. It's, it's wonderful. Um, David Bakhtiari is set to earn forty million. It's set to have a cap hit of forty million next year, and they can take like a, a dead cap amount of like nineteen million, but then also save twenty million if they just cut David Bakhtiari next year. So I'd imagine there's not even conversation about that. I imagine he's just gone. But that's how you then go. Right? How can we pay Jordan Love? Like, if we say the window's the next couple of years, how can we pay Jordan Love in the future, sign him to like a six, seven-year contract, see what Patrick Mahomes has done, maybe, um, and sign what is a, a team-friendly contract that ensures that he gets paid as well. Um, it does feel like they don't re- didn't really know what they had in Jordan Love. Like, everything that we thought we weren't sure about Jordan Love feels like they weren't sure either. And that is interesting, but it does feel like a masterstroke that they just didn't pay the fifth-year option and they just went, right, if we pay him this much money, we can have a run at it this year. But I don't think even they thought they were going to have a run at it this year. So uh, it's set. It's like, yeah, cap number of, where am I looking? 24 million. So I'm just looking at now about 12 million next year, which is still pretty good for a, a starting quarterback in the NFL. So if you can keep it that low, which I don't think they can, I think Jordan Love will go, did I do enough to prove it now? Have I done enough by becoming a top five quarterback in the NFL? Everyone's comparing me to the last two guys. That's pretty good, right? They're all going to the Hall of Fame. 
So I think he can probably go in and say, look, I want a longer term contract because currently he's playing next year and then he's a free agent. Either that or he just goes, cool, I'll just roll with that contract next year. We'll see what happens afterwards, shall we? And see how the astronomical amount of money they'll have to pay to keep him on board. If I'm the Packers, I'm going, I'm knocking on Jordan Love's door today and just going, what do you want? Just what do you want? Just take the money right now because otherwise it's just going to get to Kirk Cousins levels of crazy in terms of like how much money he's going to earn and deserves it. He's been outstanding. As sickening as that is to a Bears fan. <laughs> One of the things that um, I thought was interesting is Randy Mueller, former GM, hmm. um, it does a podcast with The Athletic. And I will yeah. say he was banging the drum during the season uh, for the Cowboys to get Dak's extension done. He, he, Randy, he knew what was coming in the playoffs. He said it. He said the Cowboys going to end up. Now he he didn't realize it would be you know such a beatdown, but he thought it would. He said the Cowboys are going to lose in the playoffs. There's going to be a bad taste in the mouth, and then they're going to have to get a contract done with Dak. Mm-hmm. And fans are going to be annoyed. Get it done now, or you got this lovely run of games. Dak is playing really well. Everybody's going to feel good about it. Um, the timing on these things is is interesting. Um, and and I again I saw it's from an agent's perspective. You don't want to. The, the longer you can um, push it out, the better because contracts only go uh, in one way. Hmm. But I wonder if um, you know uh, Dak and the Cowboys kind of wish they could have got that that done. 